1: This is a production of ITM Media. Hello to all the Marbleheads out there after a crazy extended doubleheader and really an unexpected doubleheader from Martinsville, getting you wrapped up at Martinsville, getting you ready for Richmond. I'm Matt Beamer and joining us again via Zoom from the great state of Alabama, Charlie Herkus. Charlie, how's it going, man?
2: Uh, It's going good. Glad to be back home. A little, little quicker than expected to be back home, but hey. Thankful for the opportunity, nonetheless. It's
1: nice to have a backup plan. It's nice to have a friend to call on. But first of all, you just uh, coach a T-ball game, right, with your daughter. How'd that go?
2: For sure we're the best team in the league. You know, pretty sure all, all my kids wake up in the morning, you know, P excellence. But that's, that's besides the point.
1: Your little Ricky Bobby.
2: Absol- absolutely. Throwback uh, right there, man. We we hit the ball good. Played good defense, so.
1: That's eh. all that matters.
2: did De- You know, didn't necessarily keep score or anything like that. But if we did, it would have been a blowout.
1: It would have been a blowout. That's good to know. But uh, how else is everything going, man? I know it's been a couple of weeks since you've been on the show. Everything else been going well. Oh, wait, you did race since the last time we talked.
2: I I did brought home another third place finish unfortunately it was the first race back in my actual car and it didn't go quite as planned we did find some to bring home a third place finish but we'll be pulling the engine out uh we're down compression on a couple cylinders and may have cooked an engine a little bit but it happens it's just unfortunately can't catch a break in my car so i'll be back in the 57 car for the next race so uh, which is this coming weekend? At least you're
1: finishing third. I remember there was a time there where I'd say, oh, "How do you run?" I, and you and you didn't even
2: finish. No, there was there was a that seemed like that was the case all year long last year and pretty much the last half of the season the year before is if I touched the track, if I showed up at the track. I might as well just unload it and then push it right back on the trailer because the, the look was just not in my favor.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad at least you're finishing on the podium. You know, you're getting a trophy at least.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I dare say uh-huh. here
1: soon, you're going to be up there in the winner's circle.
2: Maybe it'd be nice to get back in the winner's circle again.
1: But, yeah, man. So, you're racing this weekend at uh, what time there at South Alabama Speedway?
2: Well, uh, races kick off around 7, 7 o'clock Central Time. So. Okay. Uh, no, no particular order, so can't tell you exactly what time my class will run. But uh, races, races in general, should start around seven o'clock Central Time.
1: I'll make sure to share that on our Facebook pages. So that's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. Hope everybody out there and in the Marbles Nation is doing well. We should just start calling them like instead of marbleheads, we need a new name like you know like an awesome name in the marbles nation or something like that i feel
2: absolutely i mean now we even branched out and started talking about uh south alabama t-ball
1: that's right that's right <laughs> we're, we're gaining up there but hopefully hopefully everybody else out there is doing well and i got one piece of news and it has nothing to do with marnesville but little rumors starting to fly around from the xfinity series and we're just going to get into it <laughs> And the news presented by Fubo. Fubo, go ahead and cut the cord with expensive satellite and cable providers and go with Fubo. You can start your seven-day free trial by heading over to indemarbles.net under the Partners tab. Scroll down to the bottom. There's the link to Fubo. Sign up for your seven-day free trial. It might just be hooked. It's a online streaming service. Might as well give it a go. Check it out. That's, that benefits the Unhinged Sports Network, which we are proudly a part of here at in the Marbles. And the only piece of news I have, Charlie, I don't know if you've Seen this or not? But Dell Junior Junior Motorsports possibly a new Cup Series team coming up here. Dell Junior and it rumors about it, and he confirmed on a co- press at a press conference Sunday that in addition of the Cup program to the Junior Motorsports will no longer be out of the question.
2: No, I haven't. With the I ad- haven't heard that, but I've long waited for that to happen. I guess, and I've always felt like it was a matter of time, but at the same time. With, with their dominance in the Xfinity series, I just you know why why branch out? You know you, you, you're running you're, your late model program is really good, whether it be Josh Berry in the car or or somebody else, and you're you know you're by far probably other than Gibbs maybe, but you're you're cons- by far the most consistent program in the Xfinity series. You know you got that going, and I just. A lot of me feels like if you did start a Cup Series team, your focus would shift elsewhere, and I think your Xfinity program might would suffer a little bit because of that, if that makes sense.
1: It, it makes sense, but I dare say he, he went on to say and this all has to deal with the new Gen 7 car coming out. He said with the advent of the Gen 7 car, Earnhardt said he and Junior Motorsports co-owner Kelly Earnhardt Miller have discussed what the obstacles would be associated with the expansion, acquiring a charter and a sponsor chief among them. Now, the question is, with the whole charter system that's being put in place here with NASCAR a few years ago, which charter would it be? Which charter would they take over? Would they start a new charter? Can they start a new charter? A lot of questions here have to be brought up. So that's kind of up in the air for me. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Regardless if it does, I think it's going to be the equivalent to 23xi Racing, and being another Joe Gibbs stable in a sense, this Junior Motorsports team will be, a, in a sense, a new Hendrick Motorsports team.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, in, in a lot, in a lot of ways, Junior Motorsports is a feeder into Hendrick Motorsports, as it is.
1: It is, and I dare say he, they say they are not deep into the conversation about it. But when the car comes out being the Gen Seven car, I think you have to ask yourself: Is this the moment we consider? if we ever go into the Cup Series. Now, I'm with you, kind of. They're kind of a staple in the Xfinity Series, so they didn't have the most amazing start to the season. They now have two cars in victory lane with Josh Berry winning his first race there at Barnesville and Justin Allgaier a couple weeks ago there at Atlanta. So I go back to the last time you were on talking about Josh Berry, and you're right, man. He is a good driver, and he showed it this last Sunday at the Barnesville Speedway, and that's I'm I'm really happy to see him do that because I, I kind of was pulling for Daniel Hammock, to be honest with you, but to see Josh Berry win, okay.
2: I would dare say he's been the most consistent of the junior motorsports drivers this year, and he's just been caught up in somebody else's mess all year. Now, granted, I think all the... Uh, juniors mo- junior motorsports cars, or at least three of them finished in the top ten this past weekend. If not all four of them, I, I yep, all remember. four of them
1: finished in the top ten. Yeah. Josh Berry okay. finishing first, Noah Gregson second, ninth, yep. Justin Allgaier in tenth, Michael Arnett. Right. So
2: I was thinking all four of them was top ten, but I mean he man, he's been he's been running how and where he needs to be all year. It's just unfortunate circumstances, and it's taking him out of winning more than just Martinsville this year. And I don't think he's done this year. I, I honestly think that he could win a couple more. So honestly we're coming up Richmond. So very good opportunity there, this this race.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I think junior motorsports, although I, I think maybe a, a cup a time for a cup or two start with probably a collaboration from Hendrick Motorsports in order to be a feeder system, get somebody's feet wet such as a Noah Gregson. They're in the future. I could see that happening, but can you, I'm I'm kind of with you there. I can't really see junior motorsports going all in. And I, I'm not saying they're going to abandon their Xfinity series. I think that'd be foolish, but I think, I think them going in the cup series, maybe one car, kind of like a 23 XI racing, but I, I don't think he's going to do it. I think it's going to be more of a, get your feet wet. Let's submit a car in and get like a Noah Gregson ready for cup series racing here in the future.
2: Yeah, and, and you know that was going to bring me to my, I guess my next point was who would they put in the car? You don't want to start a program out, and honestly, you don't want to start out a program like you know twenty three eleven, and must you know? Oh my goodness, let's put this amazing driver in there and suck every race like they have. And I would, I would honestly, yeah, I would think Noah would be their first bet, but I wouldn't be shocked if they put Josh Berry in there. If the funding was there, of course, because that's been their big issue with him not being in more Xfinity races already.
1: I can't really see a Josh Berry going there in the in the Cup Series not, car more yeah, so than not, I can see not, like maybe a, a uh, Justin Allgaier.
2: Well, I don't say Allgaier because Allgaier's been in the Cup Series before,
1: and he just we're not a Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, an up and coming Yeah, you know, yeah, I I can see yeah, that I, more I so see, than anything. I
2: would see, I would see Gregson. That would be the obvious choice. I just don't see anybody else that's currently in the Cup Series, other than Brad Keselowski's contract ran out with Penske.
1: He does have history with Junior Motorsports in the past. That's I
2: mean, how he got to start,
1: pretty much. And he knows because mainly Brad Keselowski knows how to take care of cars until the finish. I can't say much about this weekend because it was just a wreck fest in the Cup Series. But I, I tell you, I think that might be a possible. Way to go there with that, with Brad Kizlowski. His contract is up at the end of the season. We don't know where he's going to go yet. And I dare say the I mean, person. If we're, I, just,
2: the we're just, if we're tossing names out there, I mean, they got a history together. And honestly, depending on how Noah runs this year, they that might, they may not want to put him in a cup car yet.
1: No, no. And I, and I don't think in a lot of it, kind of like what you said, he. I think he's an, a victim of unfortunate circumstances.
2: Yeah, but I'm, I agree. But
1: He's not a bad driver and he's an up and comer and I dare say I don't think and I like you said I kind of retract my statement about Justin Allgaier although I like Justin Allgaier a lot he's my favorite Xfinity series driver if I had to pull, pick one. But I um, I think he's just might be one of those things where you might be too old to kind of like a Josh Berry. Josh Berry's in his 30s so it was on So it could be it could be an age thing. How, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I, I could see the age thing but how old was, you know, how old was Jimmy Johnson when he got his start? He I'd was say what, maybe mid twenties. Mid twenties, and honestly, nowadays, nowadays that's almost considered old, as far as starting in the Cup Series. Hey, You got a point
1: there. I mean, I guess age does not I mean, really. Most matter.
2: Of, most of these Xfinity, Xfinity Series guys are freaking 18 19 no older than 20 by the time they're 21 if they're not the cup series they almost aren't going to make it
1: no you got a point there you got a really really good point there it's just oh i don't know we'll just have to wait and see but it kind of brings up the question of this but since brack you brought up brack is now i'm kind of stuck on that if Bra well
2: i i just think if you're going to start a program a brand new program i feel like you're going to want a veteran why yeah, why not yeah you're going to want to start
1: it I, I would agree with you there you're gonna uh, you're gonna want that veteran in there in order to
2: I mean let's let's at least establish the program first. And honestly, Brad's not done. He's still got a lot of years of racing left, I believe. So, you know, it's not like it's not like you're putting a veteran this on his way out. So Brad's nowhere near on his way out.
1: No, I would agree with you there because Brad, I think, is one of those drivers who can who's gonna adapt well to the Gen 7 car. Now that brings up this question too, and we're gonna go down this rabbit hole real quick. If Brad Kozlowski... Let's say goes with Junior Motorsports in the Cup Series if the Cup Series is started by Junior Motorsports. Who who's your crime candidate for that blue, uh, that blue deuce? Because I would knee jerk reaction would say Matt De Benedetto, but Matt De Benedetto hasn't been. I feel like earning his spot in there, and I think we'll get more into that into the mid season review here when we do it with Blind Spot yeah. Ma-
2: NASCAR um, podcasting Matt, and yourself. I, I like Matty D. I, I like his heart and his character, but no, I, I don't think he would be the choice to go to the two-car. Man, that's a tough call because there's really your, your obvious drivers that are out there. I mean, your, your big-wig drivers, I might could see... You can't really think of one right
1: now. I mean, it's too. I think it's too early in the season to even speculate anything like that.
2: <laughs> well, there there's a couple that come to mind, Ty Dillon or Reddick. Well, what what about a Hemrick coming
1: up? Or is, is Hemrick more of a uh, Joe Gibbs driver right now, do you say?
2: I, I think he's probably more of Gibbs.
1: He's running well this season in the Xfinity um, Series.
2: But, you know, I, I feel like Redick, I, you know, I don't think that Childress has given him all that he deserves to be given. And, I mean, you can call me crazy, but I, I think the talent's there. But I just don't think the equipment is.
1: I felt the same way whenever Hemrick was with uh, uh, Richard Childress Racing. I felt like uh, I feel like more so that Richard Childress is a one team organization. When he brought Mike Skinner in when he was when Dale Earnhardt was with the team, it was just one of those things where Earnhardt was doing well and Skinner wasn't. And I don't really blame the car. And we and Jerry Nadeau approached this. And I kind of asked him about this and he said, "No, the team wants to do well, the team wants to win." But I feel like with Richard Childress, he's more of a one car organization. He's focused on that three car
2: well, and that's that's the problem. He, and I don't want to say this because you know, if I had family in it, I, 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 you know, a lot of them would want to be the same way. But no offense, you're not running a family; you're running a business. And if you can't be focused on your grandson, if you're trying to run a business, in the end of the day, you're there to win races and put food on the table, not to put your grandson in a car. Now, yes, ha- has he done good and has he won some races? Sure. But could the organization be better? Absolutely. I think there's – it's like you said, there's way too much focus on that three car.
1: There is, and, and he's been I, racing I, full-time in the Cup Series since 2014.
2: Three he, three wins in that couple, time. He has a couple of wins, and sure, he won the 500. But let's be honest, it's still a restricted plate track. Anybody can win that race. It just matters where you are at the end. And if you really boil down to it, the amount of time he's been running the series – He don't have crap to show for anything.
1: Yeah, and we're kind of going down the rabbit hole here talking about it, but I'm glad we're doing this because it's been something that I've been talking about since we started the show. If you go back and listen to our earlier episodes, I made a case for Daniel Hemmerich, and when Daniel Hemmerich got booted out of that car for Tyler Reddick in the 2020 season, statistically on paper, Daniel Hemmerich was doing way better. Not make way better. He was doing better average finish-wise than... His teammate, Austin Dillon, but Dillon keeps his ride and Hemrick gets booted for Tyler Reddick. I don't get that. I mean, I've just never been understanding of that with Richard Childress. I think he's always been one set mindset with that car as far as the three car, especially after Dale Earnhardt passed away, which I got something crazy to tell you after the uh, towards the end of the show. I saw this show. I'll tell you about it. I mean, that's just kind of my thing, and we kind of went down the rabbit hole here, but... Anyway, news, Dale Jr. might be starting a cup team. Long story short.
2: It would be cool to see, by all means. I think from a fan aspect of it, and I think it would draw a lot of eyes that have left the Cup Series. I think it would draw that fan base back to the Cup Series as well. So I think it would draw a lot of old fan base back to the Cup Series, if that makes sense, if Dale Jr. was to start Series thing.
1: Well, let me ask you this, then, because I remember in Darlington, when I went there for in 2017, and it was like Jr.'s last year of racing. And, of course, they did these whole pomp and circumstance things where Jr. was, that day was Dale Earnhardt Jr. Day in the state of South Carolina, all that stuff. And, and after the race, I'm walking back to the campsite, and this woman said, oh, I'm a Dale Jr. fan. It's like, oh, okay. And then I asked her the obvious question, you know, who are you going to pull for after Jr. retires? And she says, oh, I'm not going to watch NASCAR anymore since he was, he's retiring. It's like saying you're a Derek Jeter fan, and then when he retired from the Yankees, you're no longer going to watch baseball. I mean, are you a fan of the Yankees, or are you a fan of Derek Jeter? Right. You know, are you a fan of NASCAR, or are you a fan of this one particular driver? And we kind of talked, hinted on this last week where... Yeah, people have that one driver, and if they have a bad weekend or a bad race, they're going to have a bad rest of the week. And then if they have a good week, you know, it just carries over until the next one where they hopefully it continues. Or if they do have a bad week, they can redeem themselves. But is that one driver really that important? When that's gone, the whole machine falls apart. When Hernard died, a lot of people lost interest in the sport. When Junior retired, a lot of people stopped watching the sport. You could say any driver you want that retired And say the same thing, the sport wasn't the same since Terry Labonte retired, let's say. I mean, I know someone get that. What do you feel about that? I mean, I I feel like him going to the Cup Series won't make a hill of beans different to whether more fans come back to the sport or not.
2: I I mean, I see where you're coming from. I guess the point you're making is, you know, if that was the case, they'd, they'd be a bigger fan base for the Series than there would the Cup Series because Junior Motorsport, you know, Junior has four cars in the Xfinity Series if the fan base was following him and not NASCAR. People say that, and that's just like the same people that get on Facebook and say, well, I'm not watching more because of this or because of that. But those are the same people that are still turning it on Saturday night or Sunday afternoon and watching it anyway.
1: Yeah, watching the race highlights at least.
2: Yeah. You just have to take those tight people probably with a grain of salt. Most of them are probably full of crap anyway. No, I hear you, man. That's why we have a Heyman segment on the show. I ain't not quit watching it just because he retired. I like Lil' Elliot. I'll pull for Lil' Elliot. Uh, there's a couple other ones that I like. I'll pull for them, and we'll go from there. If they don't win, they don't win. I mean, you can't win them all. If that was the case, you know it really would be boring. and I really wouldn't watch it.
1: Yeah, just like Formula One.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's why I don't watch Formula One. <laughs> So because that really is bored. Well, I mean, put, put some actual bunkers on them and let them go after
1: it. I say keep DRS open for everybody but the leader. But that's just me. Yeah. Make
2: him block. Yeah, make him block.
1: All right. New month is upon us. A month of April. And we got a new discount code for teespring.com for our online clothing store in Preston. The discount code for this month for 20% off of all merchandise and sales is APEX. Apex at the Corner, you want to accelerate off? Accelerate off right now with a brand new In the Marbles t-shirt, ho- hoodie, you name it, we got it, and if we don't have it, just tell us and we will get it to you. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash In the Marbles or head over to InTheMarbles.net under the merch tab and click on the link to Teespring. It'll take you right to our store. Any purchase will help out in the marbles and ITM media as we go down trying to bring you better content and better access to the world of racing. Again, use discount code Apex, get 20% off, and get your latest gear if you're getting ready to head to the track, whether it's local short track, NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, doesn't matter where. Show that you're a fan of In the Marbles by heading over to inthemarbles.net under the merch tab, tspring.com for that new In the Marbles merch. And remember, Apex for 20% off. Well, Charlie, we could go down the rabbit hole all day, but we got two races. I'd say two fun races. Too bad uh, they weren't run at the regular time. We were hoping to get this show out to you Monday. However, Mother Nature sometimes dictates the tempo of everything. And first thing first and foremost, did you uh, catch the races? Did you catch the Xfinity and Cup races?
2: I got to watch a little bit of the Cup race was working on a friend of mine's vehicle. I got to listen to the end of the cup race uh, going down the road. So didn't necessarily like the end of the cup race. Felt like it was more of a teammate helping the other teammate win. Some people are just a lot nicer than I am. You're part of a
1: multi-team organization down there in the Cup Light Series. When If you knew you didn't have the car to get up there, but your teammate was up there, wouldn't you help him out a little?
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But from a fan aspect, pulling for at that point, little Elliot, I'd add a bumper to Hamlin.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. But we're going to talk about the Xfinity Series first, as stated earlier. Josh Berry winning that race, leading ninety-five laps, and I tell you what, I thought I was pulling for Hemric. I wanted to see Hemric do well. You got to look. I look at this. Ty Gibbs, that guy was awesome again. Finishing fourth in the race, his average finish now in the Xfinity series with three starts is a 2.3 with a win, a second place finish. He's finishing the top five, all three starts. Now, let me ask you this Is Ty Gibbs the future of this sport?
2: Yeah, he's on a hot streak. You know, I, I still think it's a little early. You know, we've seen plenty, plenty of people run good in trucks, run good and Xfinity, Get to cup and suck, so you know they can say, Hey, this guy is good. Dude. Don't count your chickens until they hatch.
1: I don't know, man. I'm gonna go ahead and count the chickens right now. I'd say Ty Gibbs is the next big thing, he's gonna be a cup series champion within five years.
2: Mm, it's a bold prediction, man. But the track he's going, that's a big that's a, that's a big that's, that's a, a big prediction.
1: I mean, he he. He was just ran ARCA, didn't even run a truck race, jumped up to the Xfinity Series, won his first time out in the Xfinity Series, finishing second the second time out, and now finishing fourth at a very difficult track where where you normally see veterans rise up to the top and rookies do poorly. Ty, Kipp, Ty Gibbs led 28 laps of that race, finishing fourth, starting 16th. He did very well, but you know what? I, I don't think... I, That's going to steal the thunder away from Josh Berry and Junior Motorsports. Again, like we start about at the top of the show, all four drivers finishing in the top 10. They needed that. They needed that bad. And I'm glad to see Josh Berry win. I was kind of counting him out there for a little bit. Because, yeah, like you said, he was running well. but got caught up on other people's stuff. But the way I say it is, it doesn't matter where you start and how well you run during the race. It just matters where you finish when that checkered flag falls. And Josh Berry proved he can be a winner in the Xfinity Series. I would not mind seeing Justin Allgaier win the Xfinity Series championship, but I think the heavy fan favorite is Josh Berry.
2: Yeah, I would say fan favorite of Junior Motorsports Stable is Josh Berry. Now, is Josh Berry getting to run a full season? Because at the beginning of the season, I thought it would be a uh, limited schedule.
1: For the driver's standings right now, as it stands right now, Josh Berry's in 17th position. With a win, now is he eligible for the series for the series playoffs? Since he isn't running running all the races, I dare say, if Junior Dale Junior was smart, make him a full time driver in there and eligible for the playoffs coming up here at the end of the season. Because I think to pull him out right now would be absolutely ridiculous, and I think it would be fun to see in the playoffs. But I don't know if he's in the actual playoff format or not, since he doesn't run a full season. That's a good question.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if he had a full season ride or not. Uh, I'm not sure that may have changed. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that one because I,
1: I don't see him on here gaining any playoff points, and he should have with the win he had. And another honorable mention right there would be Daniel Hamrick. I thought Daniel Hamrick had a great run. Again, I was secretly pulling for him to win. I want to see him succeed and do well and he's got it definitely a wind in the sales there with that joe gibbs organization but you didn't watch the xfinity race it was I a good didn't race
2: Stay that so well here's um, our
1: here's how I rated the xfinity race memorability eight excitement eight intensity eight competitiveness eight and unpredictability eight overall for the xfinity race 7.6 it was a good one but now we go to the cup race and i tell you man that was an interesting race. It's like for the first two stages, it was calm, cool, and collective, and then all of a sudden, it just chaotic. went chaotic. And it really wasn't one of. The, it was one of those things I've never seen a fifteen car wreck at a short track like that. It looked like Talladega.
2: I've seen some replays of that part. That was definitely unexpected. I, I thought it was going to be the Hamlin show for the uh, longest of time, but yeah, 19- I mean, there. There at the end, that car just went to garbage.
1: Yeah, Hamlin re- led over half the race, leading two hundred and seventy-six laps of the race. I thought Daniel Hamrick was on, or Daniel Hamrick, Denny Hamlin was on the rail and was going to just run away with it. However, that it was not the case. Out of nowhere, Marty Truex Jr. made some few adjustments on pit road. I dare say, and led only twenty laps, but he led to twenty laps that counted. Absolutely. And another mentioned right there ryan blaney had a good run leading 157 laps of the race i thought he might have been in contention too but wasn't meant to be because right there towards the end a lot of drivers got caught up in that wreck what was it it was it wasn't many to go it was like maybe 100 something to go but man uh, 113,
2: 113 to go i think
1: yeah and and you 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 were talking to brakislowski's daniel Suarez. A lot of drivers got taken out there, and that was really unfortunate because I, I, I wanted to see Suarez run well after his fourth-place finish at the Bristol Dirt Race. I thought they had wind in the cell. They they were starting to figure it out, but Trackhouse house racing, man, a, a real shot to the gut there, I dare say. But driver up there, and I dare say he ran very well considering he had a few spins, wasn't hooking up right. Kyle Bush there in the number 18 Toyota didn't lead yeah, 80 he, laps, but he he, re-
2: he rebounded for
1: a decent finish, I believe. Yeah, he, he finished 10th in the race, and I dare say an honorable mention up there in the top 10, Tyler Reddick started 13th, finishing 8th, kept his nose clean all day and did well. I thought Harvick would do better, but I got to ask you this. What's your opinion on Stuart Haas racing? What's wrong with them? After the dominating performance they had last year with, two of their drivers winning, and Cole Custer and Kevin Harvick winning all the races he did last year. What's wrong with Stuart Haas racing right now?
2: I don't know if it's just not necessarily anything being wrong with them, as it may be just everybody else has caught up, if that makes sense. So you know how it was for the Denny Hamlin and Harvick show last year. It just may more or less be everybody else has caught up with them. It may not be the fact that they're any slower. So uh, that's that's my thoughts on that.
1: No, that makes perfect sense. But I must say, I was hoping that for the streak to continue of different winners in 2021, Martin Truex Jr. said, nope, I'm going to win this race and break that streak. And he's our first repeat winner of 2021. Now, does that make you think Martin Truex Jr. is a contender for this championship? Or is it too early to tell?
2: Uh, still too early. I mean, Martin's had some good runs, but, and yeah, he, you know, he's the first repeat winner, but I don't think he's been the most consistent this year. They've had some rough races, but they've also been caught up in a couple of things as well. So this is still way too early to say.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I dare say Denny Hamlin, I say is one of my favorites to win or the championship this year, because out of eight starts, he has Seven top five, seven top tens, three stage wins. No wins as as of right now, but he's definitely the class of the field, finishing up there in the top five and finishing up there where he needs to to get consistency. If it was the regular point system and not a playoff system, like I think it should be, but that's another episode here that we need to talk about that. He would be running away with it kind of like Matt Kenseth did in 2003 where he just dominated that championship year. You didn't get to watch the race, you listened to it. How did you uh, enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was an outstanding race because he got a little bit of everything. Fire from Daniel Suarez, unfortunately. Rain from Mother Nature. And everything else in between, it seemed like. I thought it was a good being in a banging race.
2: Daniel Suarez probably should have used some water bottles. He threw the core on his car, though.
1: Yeah, it was just that uh, yeah, was unfortunate for Daniel Suarez. But again, that was the craziest thing I've seen in a while. Just a massive pileup like that. I never expected to see that at a Martinsville
2: it don't take much. I mean, there there ain't a whole lot of room on the straightaways on that trail. So you know, one car gets sideways, and it's better, especially if it gets sideways in the right spot.
1: Yeah, very true. And I, I again, I thought it was just one of those races where it was it was good. You know, it was a good short track race for me. I, I thought it was, I, you know, I thought it was old school beating and banging stuff. You saw a lot of people try to push each other out of the groove and stuff.
2: Yeah, it it, it definitely was a good race. The end come down to a pretty good battle. Vex, of course, come out ahead. He was at the right place, right time, made the right adjustment. Elliot, you know, he pretty well struggled all day. Came right around the top ten, but definitely didn't have a car to win it. So to come home set was you know a a well deserved finish. But I I think Byron's got to be considered for a, a a favorite to make it to the final four this year as well. You know, you're talking about Hamlin, but Byron has put some really good runs together this year. He's probably been the most consistent out of the Hendricks stable, but none of them, other other than Byron, none of them's really been that consistent. Uh, Hendrick's really gotten off to a rough start. They got a couple wins under their belt, yeah, but the consistency's not there. Well,
1: I tell you what, he's only 6th in the playoffs. He finished 4th in this race, which was a very good run for him. Has that win in the Daytona road course, but I dare say him and Chase Elliott are leading the banner in that, and Kyle Larson is doing very well in the driver standings right now. Both Kyle Larson and William Byron have a win. Chase Elliott has yet to elusively break through that. I'm currently looking at Alex Bowman. He's sitting 17th in the standings right now as they run. This isn't the playoff standings. This is just a current point standings he's a good driver and all but i feel like it's not necessarily that 48 team i don't think will be the dynasty it was back with the canals johnson error of that car but you could say the same thing about william byron and jeff gordon and ray everham harrod there would never be another repeat that it's tough for lightning to strike trice like that but i i have to say i don't think hendrick's doing totally bad not as bad as maybe uh of Wood Brothers Racing or 23xi Racing are doing right now with the expectations coming in for those guys.
2: Or Rouse. I mean, Rouse hasn't
1: done nothing for Roush. years now. Yeah, Rouse used to be the powerhouse of the team their last championship coming in 2004, actually back-to-back championship with Matt Kenseth and Kurt Busch. But ever since then, they I think they just struggle to keep up Let their guard down and everybody else pounce. But... Yeah, I, I dare say I have to kind of disagree with you right there. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports is doing well this season. I think Bowman needs to step it up a little, but I think give it up till the halfway of the year, and you can find your stride there. and may definitely find your stride for the like next week at Richmond.
2: Yeah, talking about the canals and stuff like that, it just takes a special, like it, just an absolute special bond, and you just don't have that happen very often. You know, like you say, with Gordon and Everham, it just clicked with them just like it did with Johnson and Knaus. So, hey, that don't happen often. But when it does, man, it's it's almost magical.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely fun to watch the Johnson and Knaus era of Hendrick Motorsports. I, I think Hendrick is still up there swinging for the fences and going for it. And I think, I, I dare say, you might see all four of those drivers in the playoffs I'm not saying any of them are going to make it to the final four, but that's a good prediction right there of who might make it to the final four. And that's William Byron running very well in the cup series, but here's how I've rated the cup series. I gave a memorability of seven excitement, seven intensity, eight and competitiveness, eight and unpredictability eight. So just like the Xfinity race, 7.6 for me, how would you rate it?
2: Overall? I don't have the list of what we're rating memorability. It's probably not the most exciting. I mean, it did have its exciting moments, but there's there's been better races at Martinsville. So, I would say probably a stick on memorability. Um, excitement, seven. What's our other ones?
1: Uh, intensity.
2: Seven on intensity.
1: Then you have competitiveness and unpredictability.
2: Unpredictability, eight. And competitiveness, competitiveness eight.
1: That is an overall of a 7.2. So you rated it a little lower than I did. And I got to say, it was, it was a decent race. I liked the short track race and can't wait for Richmond coming up here this week. But I dare say the uh, race of the week for me would be the Xfinity race. Josh Berry winning that race. That was an awesome thing to see. And then congratulations to Josh Berry. And your upcoming races look like this. Sunday, April 18th at 3 o'clock on Fox will be the Richmond race for the cup series. The Xfinity race is not racing this weekend. their next race will be at the 2.66 mile super speedway of Talladega. And, but the trucks will be racing Saturday at 1 30 PM Eastern standard time on FS run. So make sure to check out those racers and make sure to tune into race day unhinged Sunday at noon for all your pre-race fantasy and stuff for that race. And, Charlie, you have anything else before we hit into our final thoughts about the races this weekend?
2: No, that's it. Honestly, looking forward to... uh, I got work this weekend, but looking forward to uh, Richmond. That's Man, it's one of my favorite tracks. I've always wanted to go to a Richmond race. Hadn't been there yet, but we'll make plans one day for sure, especially the Richmond night race. But it always always seems to be a good race at Richmond. Uh, It's a different short track. You know, Bristol's a lot like You know, Bristol's the same on both ends, or at least it's similar on both ends. Same thing with Martinsville. Well, Richmond's not like that, and it's not a half-mile track. You know, three-quarter-mile track, each corner's different. So, unique track, very fun to watch. So, I'm looking forward to it. You know,
1: if you're going up to Richmond, I'd better be part of those plans to go up to Richmond with you because I have yet to go up to Richmond, and that's definitely one of those things I'd really like to see.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely have to make, make uh, plans to go do that one week.
1: Preston, before we move on with our show, I want to remind everybody about our partnership with Fanatics, who is a partner of the Unhin Sports Network, thus a partner of us here at In the Marbles. If you head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Partners tab and scroll to the bottom, you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the race page But Preston. You don't have to just stop there. If you're a fan of hockey, you could get Washington Capitals gear there or for yourself, Vegas Golden Knights gear. But you can get whatever you want to feel your sports needs at Fanatics. If you click on the link, it will help out the Unhinged Sports Network and thus helping out In the Marbles, bringing you guys better sports quality no matter where you're at, no matter what sport you like. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, it's unhingedsn.com or you can just click on the link under the In the Marbles Unhinged section of the page and it will take you right there. You can listen to the Unhinged Sports Network anytime, day or night. We're going on 24-7. So make sure to check that out for all your sports gears need, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, especially racing. But so head over to Fanatics right now and get your sports gear needs for whatever sport you like. White
2: flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right
1: here. Final thoughts here on the show. Again, thanks to Charlie for being here. I could tell just by Zoom, you're, you've had a long day, man.
2: Yeah, I'm about wore out so (laughs) between work couple t-ball games it has been a day
1: well i can imagine that again thank you for doing this man really do appreciate it always fun talking to you about racing always fun having you on the show and now we get to again i dare say my favorite part of any episode of in the marbles and that's our final thoughts here and before we get started of course we always start out with our fantasy Lineup are in the Marvels 2.0 and Matt Camper still in the lead with 1,525 points. SMR Operations, which is Preston, 1,500 points. He had a great run, finishing third this weekend at Martinsville. SMR RD, 1,380. 43andMe, 1,379. Unhinged Racing, 1,372. Summers Racing, 1,324. Smoking Woody, 1264, and he actually had the winner. uh, He was actually the winner of this weekend with 278 points. (laughs) You must have picked him right because I didn't. I'm in eighth with 1,263. S-Blades, 1,254. Chuck, 8384. 1,199. You're almost there at the 1,200 mark, buddy.
2: I know. Almost.
1: But you finished sixth this weekend with 219 points. Very good. Fun three with 968 points and Shake and Bake with 703. Charlie, I don't know what's going on within the Marbles 2.0 with me, but I did win $6 on DraftKings, so if you won money with DraftKings, let us know, and and I'm doing something right here at least, you know? Yeah, you got that part, right? Yeah, barely. I wanted the 20000 That would have helped out a lot.
2: Yeah, it would have helped me out a lot, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this week in NASCAR... <laughs> We go to April 5th, 1981. Richard Petty outlasts Dave Marcus to score his 15th win at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Marcus started on the pole and led 123 laps, but falls off the pace late when he ran out of tires. Tires very important at North Wilkesboro and hoping to maybe see that back in action one day, North Wilkesboro, maybe not for a cup race, but maybe for at least for a late model race.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Uh, Even if they throw those trucks out there, you know,
1: I, I think that would be a lot of fun, especially and on top of that, and I think they should bring Brockenham back for the Truck Series race. That would be sold out, I dare say, every time. And our driver of the week this week here at in the marbles, and I saw her on a documentary last yeah, last night. There was this documentary on reels. You ever see, hear that autopsy show? It's like no, this, I, it's like this where they review uh, celebrities' deaths and stuff. They've done like Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, but they did one on Dale Earnhardt yesterday. And it was very interesting because it's like they had all these clips in there, but there wasn't race clips. It was clips from like Days of Thunder. And then there was a wreck there where they were talking about, yeah, it's a dangerous sport and you could flip and stuff. And they had the final crash scene from Talladega Nights in there. It it, it was interesting because it told you like, oh, this doctor went through everything about Dale Earnhardt. And I didn't know in the 97 Southern 500, he blacked out. You know that it is. Yeah, he blacked out on the first lap, and they cleared him the race, and they're pretty much saying, like, you know, nobody was going to. And in this particular driver said this. It's like when they were talking about the Hans device and stuff. It's like, well, you're not going to tell John Wayne how to ride a horse, and you're not going to tell Dale Earnhardt how to drive a car. And that driver was Shauna Robinson. Shauna Robinson was on the show, and she was talking about Dale Earnhardt. I don't know why Shauna Robinson, but they had Shauna Robinson. So I figure she could be our driver of the week this week here at the Marbles. Born in Des Moines, Iowa, November 30th, 1964, was the 1988 and 1989 Charlotte Daytona Dash Series most popular driver. She only ran eight cup races over two years. You remember Shauna Robinson, right? Yeah. You know, just one of those things where she didn't catch the brakes. I feel like she did, but Shauna Robinson just kind of floated away yeah. there after a oh, while. Wow. Yeah. But her first hey, race,
2: different, different, yeah, different time, different era.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that was only 20 years ago, too, which was crazy to think about. But in her Cup Series charts, she only ran eight races over two years. The first coming in the 2001 Kmart 400, which kind of shows you the age of that series back then at Michigan. And her last race in the 2002 Pepsi 400 at Daytona. No wins, no top tens, no poles. A little better in the Xfinity Series, sixty-one races over seventy years, with her first coming into ninety-one Rose Stores three hundred at Ridgemont, and her last race coming at two thousand five Sharpie Professional two hundred and fifty at Bristol, with one top ten and one pole there in the Xfinity Series truck races. Three race truck series, three races over one year. First race coming at the O'Reilly four K at Texas, and the last race coming into two thousand three Silverado three hundred and fifty at Texas. So bookmarked by that but Charlie you have anything else thanks again for being on the show I know you had a long day you're a trooper man good friend and i really appreciate it. anything else before we wrap it up here
2: nothing here I'm glad to have the opportunity to be back on the show here yeah you'll uh, be up here
1: in a month when we're at Darlington we got some I got some nice stuff planned for there for us here and into marbles ITM media ITM media is picking up we got a Facebook page now so look up ITM media on Facebook and you'll see us there and kind of your one-stop shop if you don't want to go to in the marbles and you can see more of what we do here at itm media it's a lot of fun but anything else buddy thanks again for being here
2: yeah no that's that's it buddy I, I appreciate the opportunity and thanks
1: again or and good luck again this weekend go get them buddy and if you win i want to see that in the marble shirt on there
2: all right that'll
1: work that's, i want you to interview i was in the marbles weekly racing podcast checking them out all right and i'll give you I'll, I'll buy you a case of beer that'll be your payment. <laughs> that'll work but thanks again buddy i hope i really do appreciate it and i hope everybody else appreciate uh enjoyed this show it was a good one and we're just going to wrap it up here thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at in the marbles again make sure to follow in the marbles on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram and youtube and one stop shop for that is in the where you can find all of our podcasts and a few other fun things there go check it out there for, uh, for Preston Lute, who's not here, thanks again to Charlie Herkus for being here. Make sure to tune in to us at noon on Sunday for race day on Hins, exclusively on the Unhins Sports Network. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.